Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 181. We are here after game three of the NBA Finals. Obviously, that is all we're talking about today, at least for the majority of the time. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. So, great finals so far, I would say. Uh, A lot of excitement. Been an interesting three games. Very interesting. So we're going to run through the first two games briefly, and then obviously we're going to touch on game three, which just happened, and um, our thoughts on what's going to happen uh, moving forward. So game one, uh, what did you think about game one? Just give me a brief synopsis of game one for you. Um, I liked how the Warriors came out, mm-hmm. looked rested, Steph looked locked in. Yeah. Uh, their ball movement was a lot better than Boston. Yep. For the first three quarters. Yeah. And that's kind of been a theme of the series so far. Boston completely destroyed them in a single quarter. Yeah. I, yep. I mean, I don't think we've we watched a game like that the whole playoffs. Uh, yeah, right. You, you can look at it – well, I'll wait till you're finished. You keep going with your synopsis. It's just Boston was in the game while not playing well for such a long time. Right. And all of a sudden, the right role players hit the right shots, and they started getting stops. And they started yeah. making the extra passes every time. Yeah. And yeah. the Warriors had no answer. See – I look at it as the Warriors completely crumbled in that fourth quarter. The thing is, the Celtics could play good against them and could, you know, play good defense against them, but holding them to, you know, under 20 points in a quarter. No, no that's not. I, I want to remember what you said. I believe, how many did they score? It was 16, something like that, 14. 14, yeah, I believe, yeah. If I recall, somebody was talking about there's no way that happens again. I I didn't believe it would happen again. No way. And now... (laughs) Okay. Shocking. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. This whole Um, quarter, I just... I just didn't see any of what Boston used to dominate that fourth quarter earlier in the game. Right. I would agree with that, yes. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, it's like they flipped the switch that I was counting on the Warriors to have. See, but like you said, you liked how the Warriors started, not how bad. You didn't say how bad Boston was playing because they weren't playing like trash. Warriors yeah. started playing good and then stopped playing good. Like, it, 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 to me, it wasn't like Boston was, you know, playing like they should get blown out and then all of a sudden start playing better. They did play really good in the fourth quarter. I mean, they played spectacular, but also the Warriors just stopped making any shots, any, and, you know, like, like we said, we'll get further into it. So game two. Yeah. And real quick, last point on this fourth quarter before game two, Uh the narrative of it is that Boston just kind of got hot and made a lot of shots But initially, it was Jalen Brown who sparked them back into the game. Yeah, yeah, it was. And that was something that went unnoticed how it didn't really matter who they put on Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. 
he attacked and got to the basket, created shots, and all of a sudden they were back in the game. Right. Al Horford was fantastic. Yeah. Jason Tatum shot bad and had career high assists. Yeah. Um, so, second game, still in Golden State. Yes. Um, this game Talk didn't start out. This game didn't start out too, you know, lopsided. I thought it was a really, really, really good game for pretty much the first half. Yeah. Uh, of this game, and then second half, I just everyone on Boston was MIA, and the Warriors were just clicking on all cylinders. This was a really, really physical game on the Warriors' side. Um, they started out missing layups, and then by the second half, they were just attacking everyone. Um, yeah. I think they played really good defense, and Boston turned the ball over a lot. And they, they weren't – first half, there were a lot of turnovers that were unforced, and then the second half, I think there were more forced because maybe, you know, they were a little more desperate to get in the game. So – they seemed the turnover seemed more forced. Uh, and then the Warriors, man, everyone was hitting, man. I mean, Poole played good, everyone except Clay. Clay played terrible this whole game. Yeah. Poole played great. Steph played great. Draymond's IQ was on a high in this game. He was fantastic. Otto played good. Yeah. So Warriors came out and I mean, they punched him in the mouth in the second game for sure. It's funny. It's funny in the second game, Boston like struggled to find a balance between moving the ball and attacking yeah. mismatches. Mm-hmm. And I thought as they struggled, like I think it was only a one possession game at half, maybe a couple possessions. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in the third quarter, as the Warriors, like you said, were clicking on all cylinders, Boston yeah. is forcing mismatches. Yeah, like Golden State guys that are experienced players, they know how to get stops. You can't like you have to switch it up if Jalen can't score on whoever's checking him, if Tatum can't score, if Smart can't score, and they yeah. really couldn't even create good shots. Yeah, and it was it was kind of weird that the role players took themselves out of this game. It felt like to me, like I, I didn't see really any threats on the court other than Tatum and Brown in the whole second half. I mean, yeah. and normally this is a Boston team that has five threats on the court at all times. They only had two in this game, this particular game. And and a lot of the guys that didn't play well, I think with the exception of Derek White, didn't even take yeah. a lot of shots. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. Smart made a single shot. He only took five or six. I think he took six. Yeah, I think he's one. Yeah, for six. I just I, yeah. it was surprising to see after especially what they did just the last quarter of the first game. Horford's not involved for long stretches. Smart, not involved. It, it was right. just kind of a, a difference in what they had been doing. Right. Yep. So now we get to this game. Game three. Great, great, great game. Um, you, so give me your summary of this game or you can do it together, whatever. Um. Trying to think where I want to start with this game. Started out to me with Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart were very, very aggressive on both ends. Uh, Tatum played good too. I mean, he took shots and he he took all open shots, but I think Brown and Smart were 
attacking their defender every time down court, especially which was especially awkward for Smart, who hasn't been doing that in this series so far. Um, he was going right at Steph, getting Steph in foul trouble really early, which made Steph, you know, lack on defense for the rest of the night. Um, and then Brown, every mismatch Brown got, he went right at everybody. I mean, it didn't matter. Draymond, Wiggins, Steph, Clay, everybody. Yeah. He, he looks fantastic. And and the guy you didn't mention uh, who – and I, and I guess this would be Kerr's first mistake, and if he probably made it several. But yeah. uh, it was about two minutes of watching him play. I could have told you Gary Payton really shouldn't have been in this game. <laughs> okay, tell me why. With how, with how Jalen Brown got going, yeah. Gary Payton wasn't the guy to throw out there as, like, the second matchup guy. Right, I agree, yeah. That to me, you know, even when he's there, Brown is shooting over him. Tatum is shooting over him. It it was tough. And he's on the other end missing layups, missing dunks. Again, they missed, I want to say, five layups in the first half. I mean, I mean, Robert Williams was blocking shots. So obviously he's a fantastic defender. So people think about the layup when they take one. But some of the layups they missed, man, were just so bad. Just wide open. Not as bad as game two, but no. they were really, really, really bad. Um, I mean, Gary Payton's were awful. He missed dunks. dunks he missed three at the dunks. Rim. <laughs> at the rim. I mean, the one Robert Williams got there late. But the first one, he's literally at the rim with nobody there. I know. Bro, you just – you're two hands. And then the second one, he got fouled, but he got – he barely Phantom got fouled. fouled. Phantom yeah. foul. He should have dunked it before White ever got to him to foul. Should have yeah. been through the basket already. And then the third one, I mean, he didn't get over the rim. Of course, I mean, if Robert Williams is there, you have to dunk like you're dunking on everybody. Like, you have to go with conviction. 100%. Or you got a so. pump fake. Anything he goes for every single pump fake, and I ha- they don't pump fake. I don't understand. He That's, goes for that all was of them. the that was the bizarre thing attacking Robert Williams straight on. I'm like, you guys know you're less athletic than they are, right? Like, why would you attack probably the best shot blocker in the league at this moment? Every time, and I'm not saying they should hurt Robert Williams, but every time Robert Williams has gotten hurt, it's from him trying to block a shot he can't reach. Yeah. Like you look at the last. Four times he's went down. Is him trying to block a shot or him coming down from trying to awkwardly. block a shot? Yeah. And landing on somebody or someone landing on him while 100%. he's blocking a shot. So I mean, so yeah. Um, so that was the first half. Boston was very aggressive. Um Draymond did not get uh as much leeway as he did in the second game to be physical. He was very, very physical the second game. This game. There's a lot of calls on Draymond that were rightfully so. And sometimes Draymond just took fouls, which maybe he shouldn't have looking back on it. Um, is there problem any is, uh, problem is on your foul point is a Golden State's most important player got in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because Steph say, and he didn't get subbed out, but he should have multiple times. 
Right. I would say Draymond and Steph are their two most important players in this particular series, and both of them were in foul trouble early on. Um, do you have any like other main themes of the first half of this game? I mean, in the first quarter, like Boston attacked mismatches well, and they mixed it up. They also moved it well. Mm-hmm. In the second quarter, I mean, Steph was getting hunted. Yeah, he was. I mean, it was he just was. like specifically him. Yep. I mean, Tatum literally Tatum had started out missing some good shots, and all of a sudden, a few possessions with Steph on him, he's pulling up from three, make taking him straight to the basket layup. Yep. And because Steph got in foul trouble, like you mentioned, he couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not like he's not an overwhelming weak link like Trey Young is. Right. But he is undersized. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not not trying to make excuses for the Warriors, but there was a huge difference between how this game was called and how last game was called referee wise. Um, and it, it, or at least Boston took more advantage of how it was called in this game than they did in the last one. Um, cause I'm not, it's not that Boston was getting called for a lot of stuff in game two, but the Warriors just weren't getting called for stuff. And in this game, Warriors were getting called for everything. And Boston was being like using their athleticism to be physical, but without fouling more. So the refs just worked better in their favor this time, not saying that it had anything to do with the game winning or not, but you could see that okay, if we could just use our athleticism without them being able to be more physical, Boston wins that game every time if the Warriors can't do that, you know. But third quarter, uh, third quarter, I would say um, the Splash Brothers and the pool party showed up in the third quarter. Steph was on fire. Clay was on fire. Pool came in and had good minutes. He wasn't on fire, but he had good minutes. And they brought it to, what, a three-point game at one point? Might have been two-point game, yeah. I think uh, coming into the fourth quarter, it was four-point game? I believe so. If my if I'm right, 89-93, was that the score? Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I'm trying to pull it up now. Yeah, it was – man. First quarter was an 11-point game. Second quarter was a 12-point game. So it was a 12-point game at half. And then the Warriors outscored them by eight in the third quarter. So it was a four-point game. Yep. And the third quarter was highlighted by, um, for some reason, Al Horford just decided to deviate from the game plan. And back up on every high screen, like get- like it was uh, like old uh, young D Rose coming off the screen, right? And then like it was LeBron coming off the screen. Like what? What are you doing? And every time he did try to challenge, honestly, he could have got called for more fouls than the one he did get called for. In my opinion, he did it more than once. That one was just the most like egregious because it was the most wide open. He had to jump into Steph almost every time. He was, and that was too far. He was so far away. Yeah. It made no sense. And Robert Williams did it a couple times also. 
But that, along with them, like, struggling to match up with Clay on the screens, it, it was just simple defensive breakdowns. I'm not sure if there was anything they could have did about Clay. <laughs> Clay was just really feeling it. I mean, sometimes they were on Clay. Clay just – A couple of them, yeah. You know, he made a, a couple trigger. Yeah. But, but no, you're right. You're right. It was a lot of defensive breakdowns on this on the screens that resulted in easier shots for the Warriors, at least that they than what they got in the first half. So it started to look like, okay, well, the Warriors, you know, they're back in this four-point game. And then <laughs> and then what fourth, happened? <laughs> the fourth quarter comes. And this is something we've talked about, Kerr, for the last obviously for this series. Um, but for even the last series, Kerr has some questionable substituting. And uh, the Warriors, man, the turnovers were just so disgusting in the fourth quarter, man. It, it was like a, the turnovers were so ridiculous. <laughs> and then they weren't getting back. And it was just Boston just lit them up, man. 11 points. The thing is, Boston didn't like go crazy. No, they only had to. They had their smallest, uh, their lowest scoring quarter as well, in this, um, like in this game. Yeah, but the Warriors just played so bad, fourth quarter, so bad. What did you think about just the fourth quarter? I can't. I'm struggling to figure out because again, that game one fourth quarter, I was like, wow, like the Warriors are just awful. What are they doing? Yeah. And now it's happening again. And Boston and is capitalizing off of it every time. Like this time, last time Boston was hot. So it just, the lead just ballooned. This time, even though Boston wasn't hot, they took control of the game in like four minutes. Warriors had eight turnovers in the fourth quarter. That's sick. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Eight turnovers. Steph had three, Poole had three, Wiggins had one, and Juan Toscano-Anderson had one in garbage time. And, you know, Draymond really didn't even play the fourth quarter. I mean, barely. So. I just, you know, the, watching that fourth quarter, I'm like, wow, Boston is just better. My heart was right. See, but you had Warriors in seven, right? I, I took my head, picked Warriors in seven, and I'm sticking <laughs> with that. Gotcha. Yeah. That, and I just, the Warriors looked so immature in the last two fourth quarters. I think I said this about the Boston last series. You can't beat them if they don't beat themselves, right? I've said that multiple times. But Warriors, if you're going to beat yourself for it's, Boston. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to beat yourself for Boston, what can, what are we watching the game for? Why, why are we wasting our time? Because Boston played okay in the fourth, but they did not play good enough for the Warriors to play as bad as they played. I didn't see a lot of, like, straight-up lockdown defense. It was just, oh, look, there's pool. I'm just going to throw it three-quarter court right into Robert Williams' hands. Oh, you know. Uh, I mean, Steph had three in a row at one point. Yeah. I'm and watching, then Poole I'm had like, two in a row. 
I'm watching. I'm like, yo, get it on the rim, please. Like clay, clay, it takes clay a millisecond to get the ball off. Yeah. Please just get shots on the rim. And it's, it's just behind the back turnover into Draymond's legs turnover. Just a bad idea. Like we're spinning in the traffic. Steph, you're supposed to be the only real point guard out there. Wiggins just, I don't know how Wiggins just threw the ball out of bounds that one time on the sideline. <laughs> we pull right like, and he jumps and throws like a bounce pass into the sta- into the uh, floor seats. Like, what are we doing? Then again, feed. these turnovers were not not caused by Boston. These are just dumb turnovers. Some of them were like, okay, you know, they're getting a lot of getting pressured, so they made some bad dribble moves. I can understand that if you had two or three turnovers like that in a quarter, but eight, come on, man, this is terrible. So I mean, the Warriors quit with three minutes on the clock; they were done. Yeah. Uh, Could have been done a minute or two before that. Yeah, Juan Toscano Anderson came in at two twenty. That was ball game. I use him as the metric. (laughs) If he gets out there, it's over. Let's Uh talk about it. Just like uh, give me things you like so far from Golden State that you could see moving forward. Things I liked from this game? Yeah, that you could see translating into the rest of the series. Uh, Clay, Clay... They have like a certain play for Clay that gets him open every single time. And I think that would work for a long time. Like every game, I could see it working if Clay can shoot, but he gets open for a shot. It's like a weird handoff screen, just like within eight feet. Like it's like an eight feet, you know what I'm talking about in the corner? Yeah. yeah. If they could get that going every time, that's nice. Uh, Defensively, I see nothing. <laughs> nothing that I like that could go forward in the series. Um, I I guess, well, when you ask that, I guess if the high ball screen, if the Boston is going to play it how they did in this game, I could see the Warriors scoring off that for the rest of the series. But if they don't play it, I could see the Warriors getting to the basket for the rest of the series. Their high screen is hard to stop no matter what so that's it though i know (laughs) know, the point you're making is it's really not much right i just think boston dictates the outcome of this series entirely um and i thought i thought i I wouldn't be able to say that but the warriors this is the second quarter this is the second crucial quarter that they throw the game away in every facet. Would you argue that Boston threw the game away in the third uh, third quarter of game two? Not as much as uh, Steph and Poole took it. Uh, I got you. To me, so that you was think- a lot more like because the Warriors got into such a rhythm offensively, Boston looked really bad when they struggled to score. Right. But like again, this was so much worse. Yeah. This was so much worse than game one for Boston. Like 
the the fourth quarter in game one. And, and it's it's the the athleticism difference is starting to like show in these games. This wasn't worse than fourth quarter game one for me because it was a close game. Like they were on a roll in the third quarter and then blew it in the fourth. Like they were getting in in this game, I'm saying. In the first game, they were up a lot like and 10, blew 12. it. 12. Yeah. Yeah. This one they were just coming back. Like they were going up and then just hit the top of the roller coaster and flew down in this in game three. But in first game, like we were they were up and just all they had to do was just play basketball for a quarter and they couldn't even do that. But to but I I get your point, but the fact that it's not all Boston's fault, like Boston isn't taking these games, Warriors are just handing it to them on a silver platter, tells me that. All the Warriors have to do is not do that. Like if if Boston just if Boston really came out with a quarter and just like completely dominated the Warriors in the fourth, I I would completely agree with you. But they haven't really dominated the Warriors in any quarter this series. I uh, not they dominated like the first quarter of this game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more like a visual domination than it was like a um, like it looked bad because Steph was getting picked on. I think it looked worse than like what the Warriors not being able to come back from to me. And maybe that maybe it's just because it's the first quarter. But could they do that in the fourth quarter? I don't know. Warriors haven't lost a third quarter of this series yet. You know, what's weird is I've been right. I called game one that it was going to be a Boston blowout. Just didn't know it would be a quarter. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought. <laughs> Only one quarter. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was shocking. Uh-huh. I was laughing about it with people for work just because I was like, yeah, my prediction was right, but not like that. That's not what I meant. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I wonder how Golden State continues to adapt to Boston. Because Boston has options. Everybody Boston puts in the game can contribute, can guard, can do different things. I mean, Gary Payton just just spent an entire game not being able to check anybody. See, You think that's going to get better? No, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get better. Draymond just spent an entire game not being able to keep Robert Williams off the boards. Right. But this brings us game. This brings us to the overarching issue of this series so far. It's coaching. Steve Kerr is getting completely outcoached this This series. This is what I was going to like really get to the end. Oh, okay. I can't believe I was so wrong on this. On what? On Udoka out coaching Steve Kerr for the first three games of this series. I mean, he may out coach him for the first for five games of this series. The way it looks, it it, it is ridiculous, man. I mean, and the thing is, I could see people arguing, oh, well, Kerr comes out with adjustments at halftime every you know third quarter. They win the third quarters. They've dominated every third quarter, dominated. But, yo, you can't win the game. You're up going into the fourth. You can't win the game 
or you, you're only down three going into the fourth or down four going into the fourth. You can't win the game. I mean, you can't even come close to winning. The closer the game is, the more likely it's a blowout. Come on, man. I, I don't get it. Like, Kuminga can't touch the court. Dude, I've seen – like, I'm not saying he's a good defender, but I've seen Damian Lee go out there and give effort to try to stop someone. I didn't see a lot of effort last night trying to stop people. Honestly. that's And that's where I'm really nervous is – Golden State looks like they're getting worse defensively. They do. Like, game two was almost entirely thanks to physicality. Right. It really was. Like, Tatum, it it actually helped them. I think I told you this. Tatum got hot in the second quarter for a while and just settled for fucking jumpers all day. Yeah. And then the rest of the team, when they're barely touching the ball, is just throwing something up. Right. But Golden State has not been able to stay in front of Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart is is coming off the screens and putting people in jail. I mean, Grant Williams is on the glass. Grant Williams is getting hook shots. I mean, Pritchard is like Pritchard is hitting a big three every game. That three last night was huge. 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 And White and White has played with more IQ than any point guard in golden state for the most so part far, of this yeah. series. Yeah. I just, certain things I thought would be golden state advantages have not been at all. Again. Well, let's talk about some disadvantages. We knew where the golden state was going to have for me as a coach, when you have a disadvantage that everyone in the entire NBA knows, you try to find a way to combat that. Right. You or you try to at least fill it to the point where, all right, we know we can't do this. So let's figure out a way to not let something like this happen. They know there's no inside shot blocking on Golden State. They know they're not an elite rebounding team. So normally everyone chips in to get rebounds. But if guys are getting layups the entire game, what are you doing? I mean, layups, layups. And Brown and Tatum shot pretty good. No one else really shot great. Smart. I mean, Grant smart Williams shot hit a three or two. Good. Yeah, okay. I mean, but he had a lot of turnovers. And he had more layups than he did jump shots. So that's you got guys just running to the basket. I think they had 52 paint points, if I'm not mistaken. Doubled him up, right? Yeah. 52 Doubled points in the paint. In the paint. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, bench points was this, was about the same. 18 bench points to 20 bench points. That's what, I mean, the Warriors can, they can hang with their bench. But look, uh, offensive rebounds and the second chance points. I'm trying to find oh, the second chance destroyed. points. destroyed. Oh, they got destroyed on the second chance. I know they did. You don't even have to tell me the stat. It was minimum 20. Yeah, they don't have him on this page. I, I looked at him earlier, though. Second, Second chance I, points. I guess it was at least 20. I, I'd be willing to put, like, 20 bucks on that. 22 second chance points by Boston and only 11 by the Warriors. Uh, oh, how many times Draymond Green is just standing there, Robert Williams is jumping over him to get the ball. 
They got out rebounded by 16. S total rebounds. They got out rebounded on the offensive boards by nine. You can't win a game like that. That's just, and that's not something I. That's not something I think. Boston does every night. If the Warriors go in, like the Warriors go out there and try their hardest, I don't think Boston like can do that every single time. But if Warriors are going out there and not focusing on that, that's what's going to happen. I just, you know, what's interesting. Another thing I noticed in this game mm-hmm. was you look at the three best players going toe to toe with each other. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'd say I'll say for the sake of argument, you know, it's not Poole, it's Draymond who's the third, and then it's Clay and Steph. Oh, I, I thought Poole, you would say Wiggins. Mm, Wiggins is a little bit different, and Poole is also a little bit different. But, like, again, just off of leadership, off of impact in certain areas of the game, I would say Steph, Clay, Draymond versus, obviously, Brown, Tatum, and Smart. Okay. Throughout the three games, Smart has done multiple things at a high level to in certain stretches. Mm-hmm. Tatum has – Tatum, of all people, has done multiple things at a high level. Yeah. Brown has pretty much done multiple things. He's defended at a high level. He's scored at a high level pretty much the whole series so far. Yeah. He'd probably be my Brown's finals the best MVP player. So yeah, I was going to say, he's he's been the best player in the series so far, for sure. Yeah. And the way he set a tone for them to start the game. But my point is, I'm looking at this game three. Steph is scoring the ball and doing nothing else. Right. Nothing. Clay is taking a lot of shots. Okay, they're going in. He's not doing anything else. Right. I mean, Draymond is literally, who's supposed to be doing everything, is doing nothing. Yeah. Again, an advantage I thought Golden State would have. Steph's leadership rubs off on the team. Clay, Draymond, all their negative aspects are rubbing off on the team right now. Right. I mean, you see it. Steph is turning the ball over. All of a sudden, we have a disastrous turnover quarter. Mm-hmm. Draymond can't rebound. The whole team can't rebound. Right. I mean, when Clay was hot, other guys made shots like Otto. As soon as Clay cools off, nobody can make shots. Yep. Boston yep. is has so much more versatility than that. Yeah, they do. They do. That's why, to me, they dictate pretty much how the series is going to go. Uh, I I can see why. If you're saying it in that way, I can see why you say that. Yes, yeah. But the thing is, Warriors, the Warriors, they should have won the first game. There's no excuse for them losing the first game. To me, zero excuse. This game, you know, Boston played better. They're in Boston. You know, <laughs> they had Scott Foster. Last night, I did and notice that Boston is 13 and 0 with Scott Foster. Now they have not lost with Scott Foster this playoffs. Hmm. Um, but Boston just played good last night. I mean, it is what it is. I there's no excuse for the first game, though, no matter what, to be up that much and to lose by that much is just 
It is what it is, man. Um, I think Golden State can still win this regardless. I think both teams playing at their best, I think Golden State still wins. But down down a game, you, you have to win three out of four. They only have to win two out of four. It's going to be tough. You know what the problem is? The problem is, again, Boston was the inexperienced one coming in. Yeah. So I think if if, to your point, if you take game one, now Boston has to respond to your wins. Right. And I'm not, I don't have as much confidence that Boston could respond three to four times. Right. That Golden, and but now Golden State is in that position. This game last night was the game that Golden State had to win to me to win this series. Because I think obviously it's going to come down to who wins two times in a row, you know, in it in a way. So, um, yeah. or who can win two times in a row? And Golden State I don't had think they won tonight, <laughs> right? It, that's how it looks. That's what. I, that's but, why I'm starting to lead towards Boston getting that last game. You know, I think if Warriors can adjust i think their adjustments can carry over two games and i do think boston is a team that would have to adjust every single game just kind of how you said i think golden state can make an adjustment that could last more than just one game i don't think boston can so yeah this is this is where you want to say anything more about the coaching um you know wiggins has played like your third best player and Clay has a lot of times played like one of your second string role players. Yeah. Why are we only working hard to get Clay shots? Last night, I don't know why Wiggins, Wiggins shot had to go so get bad. every shot he took. He did. And the thing is, that was part of because he was shooting so bad from the perimeter. He shot bad from the he three fell. last night. Yeah, and even wide open shots. I'm like, man, Wiggins, you can't knock that down. He was two for seven from three. Was that last night or was that a game before? That must have been. He game missed before. a lot of mid ranges that he he could easily make. Yes, uh, last night. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Wiggins is someone that he had a lot of dunks last night, a lot of layups, and that helped. But if he's not doing more than that, then Wiggins is the guy who can do more things and just for whatever reason he didn't have it last night um but like you said they didn't get him any shots they did settle a lot so uh, their ball movement just overall this um series has not been uh what it was coming into the series to me at least and you know what i think some of that is boston's game plan think so why is I that do, i do think like Boston has allowed their um, their guys to get shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you would expect them to, to work hard to limit Steph's shots. They really haven't. They, they've tried to kind of put either Smart or White or maybe uh, Brown on, on Steph and just kind of play straight up. Yeah. And, and that's why, to me, like – you're a lot more confident in a lot of Golden State's points because I think a lot of them have been off of Boston's breakdowns. But I think Golden State has guys that 
I think how Golden State plays is breaking down defenses, though. They drive, and you think you have to collapse, or they kick it out, and three guys have to run out to Clay. No one knows who has to get to Clay if he's open. Three guys run out there. He kicks it, and then somebody else is wide open. Like Porter has time to tie his shoes before he gets a shot off. This is that's just how they score on everybody, not yeah. just on Boston. They're just a team that you almost have to break down to play good defense again against because they have so many weapons that are, you know, nuclear weapons, not just like, you know, Grant Williams. Sometimes Grant Williams open, they don't even run out there. Golden State. And he makes them pay. He does make them pay. But he's just not the nuclear weapon. Like, yo, if Clay hits it, we have to run out there because if he hits one, you could hit all night like he did last night. So yeah. I think they, they kind of uh, profit on teams breaking down often. But the thing is, Boston doesn't always break down, and then they struggle to score. Let me ask you this. How, how does Draymond – like contribute more because I really I'm watching him struggle yesterday and it didn't none of it surprised me at all Draymond has to hit a jump shot this is this series if he doesn't hit oh so like there's app is what you're telling me <laughs> no there has to be a game where Draymond listen doesn't have to be a three I've seen Draymond come in and get that like free throw floater he has to do something like that. He has to hit something from outside of the paint or else there's no reason to guard him. There still might not be a reason to guard him, but if he's not hitting something like that, at least getting fouled, anything like that, then it's not much he can do unless he's the full-time ball handler like he was game two, which looked fantastic. But he didn't show that same IQ in last night's game. But game two... He was ball handler a lot. He had a lot of assists. He had a lot of, you know, uh, that first pass that made an assist, the pass to assist. He had a lot of those. And he didn't have any of those last night, really, to me. It wasn't a lot of playmaking from him. He was just like a a piece out there. Didn't look like they followed the same game plan of Draymond starting the offense. I just didn't feel any intensity from him, to be honest. No, he didn't have much. Again, he like didn't. you're you're physical with Grant Williams, but you're not even trying to box out Robert. Like, and then yeah. you're not really offering Browns living at the rim. Tatum Tatum is almost living at the rim. I mean, yeah. White is getting there. Smart is getting there. I, there's got to be like, if you're gonna waste your fouls, how about we stop wrestling for position? beyond the three-point line for an inbound right like maybe maybe give robert williams a shove to let him know that he can't just jump and get whatever he wants right that that to me is like he can't slack on that any game from here on out no he can't he can't now i think that was that was one of the most notable things from last night for sure from game three was draymond wasn't there aggression his aggression was not there and like you said, the physicality just wasn't there. He didn't look like a bully last night. And that's when they play best is when he's a bully. Yeah. But I do think on offense, Draymond has to score. Doesn't have to be 20. Doesn't have to be 15. 
Make but I need free to him at least. At least, man. Jesus. Yeah. At He's least. Breaking those. Right. And the thing is, I, I forgot when that was. I think it was the the last playoff run that they went to the finals. The you know, when they lost to the Raptors. Draymond was floating people to death that, that year. Like oh, every Portland, series. Portland was like just demoralized by his floaters. Yeah. Where is that? He has a shot one this whole like I'm not sure if he shot any his, of his playoffs. His whole offensive game has like been removed. I know. And the, the floater is there in this because everyone is helping. Everyone is just they just open up the sea, the red sea when he has the ball. I mean, he to take one dribble and shoot that floater, man. It's there. If he gets three of those in a night, that makes up a big difference because everyone has to guard them. And then no one's looking at the screens, the off ball screens. Yeah. I golden state to, to your point, just can't have too many guys that aren't threats out there. No, they can't. Boston is going to abuse that. And the other thing is Draymond has to have some kind of chemistry with Looney because a lot of times, like I think Looney's, points probably come from Draymond the least like his the assist to him come from Draymond the least and I don't know if that's on purpose or if that's just how it goes but they have to find something where they get some kind of high low in there because when Looney has good games they haven't lost Looney played fantastic in the second game and when they find Looney they they just play better but Draymond, for some reason, never seems to find Looney because he looks for just Clay's stuff and handoffs and that stuff. But Looney is there on the uh, cuts. Um, he has to find a way to get Looney involved as well. But the thing is, we have to remember that Draymond is not a point guard. <laughs> That's what's it's tough like, to. I'm watching all these that, talk but... shows trashing him. Like, yo, he sucks. He's been this guy who takes four shots and gets four points. Like I know they, they act like he should have 19, 20 every game. This is not what he, he does. He didn't have a lot of assists, but who was eating besides Steph and, and, and Clay? Clay. And he, I'm pretty sure all four of his assists were to Clay. I think so, yeah. You know, so I, I just his, his impact was limited. And the only way I noticed him was the fact that he wasn't even like a threat to score. Right. But none of it surprised me that he's not playing well, that, you know, he's not having the offensive impact. He never has that. No, he doesn't. And and when he does, it's purely off of his adrenaline from what he did on defense. Yeah. And if he's not going to play, if he's not going to anchor the defense, like, Kerr, we cannot stick with the same lineup. Right. We, we just can't. Like, you got guys sitting there. Throw them out there to, to be bad. Yeah, that's okay. It happens. Rather than, rather than keeping guys out there to do nothing. Yeah. We can't go out like that. There's just no way. I told you earlier this season with Vogel, if you – if you lose games and you don't play everybody, you don't try things. Come on. I mean, I don't, what are we going to do? I can't respect that as a coach. You have Kaminga, the most athletic player on your team. And he isn't worthy of touching a finals, getting a finals minute while everyone else is getting out athletic 
throughout the game. He got to start multiple times. This this season, yeah. I just why even play him during the year if he's not ready when you need him most? I thought that's why they played him during the year. That's what I'm and saying. I, it's just an auto quarter. Like, oh, go ahead. Go. I just it's it's funny to me. It'll be too late if we're down three two or, or even three right. one. Yeah. Like and, if it doesn't happen next game, it's over. It's too late. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, unless you win. If you win, then you know we'll see. If they're up by 10 or 12 at any point next game, I, w- I would put Kaminga in right away. 12, put him in there. Because if I he like how- automatically <laughs> has a negative impact, then just take him out. It's not like there's – Exactly. Yeah. You just did it with uh, Belitza. He had a first right. time you put him in, he played great. Last yeah. game, he was terrible. Terrible. Got him out of there real you quick. You got him out. Never thought about him again. But Kuminga, yeah. who who's just built to contribute with what I'm seeing on the court. Yeah. Nothing. They're not throwing those lobs to Robert Williams over Kuminga. It's not happening. And he's oh, someone who has least... a nose for the ball. Yeah, man. He'll get a rebound. He'll get a block. He'll finish in traffic. Like, just yeah. something something athletic. I was missed dunks and layups not happening with Kuminga. No way. No way. Um, I was going to say Otto Porter is another guy who has proved on multiple occasions that the longer you play him, the more he does to the rebounding of the game. And he keeps getting these limited minutes. They don't let him do anything substantial. If he's out there, it's just spot up shooting. And then he misses one shot and he's out the game. I know he missed one shot and Kerr takes him out every time. That's where I'm like, why is the rotation so, like, tight? Yeah. And the, you're the pool already, party you're rotation. You're losing. Oh, dude. That used to be only when they were, like, on a roll. Now he's putting it out there as if, like, they're the recovery team. Like, yo, we're down 18. Let's get Poole, Wiggins, Draymond, and the Splash Brothers out there, and let's do this. Like, that's not how they have ever – that's not how they have been this entire season. They've been like, oh, we're all hot. Now let's get the small team in there. Not we're getting exposed. Yo, let's put our smallest smallest five out there. It's not how, like, where did he get that from? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I I just, I can't, I can't, I don't have an explanation for how a rookie head coach understands his own roster better than Steve Kerr, who is is in the middle of a dynasty, essentially. Not only is he a rookie head coach, this is his first time with the roster. He wasn't like an assistant there. That that's insane to me. Kerr's been with this team for like eight years now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I and and again, to me, the fact that we've talked about the Warriors as much as we have just proves yeah. how good Boston is. Because I would ask you what they need, like what's Boston's keys to win the series. But if they don't turn it over, it doesn't even matter what, what the Warriors do. Whoever whoever leads the turnovers, every game is going to lose every game. And it's Just been plain and simple. Like, I, I, Boston, through their playoff run, had more troubles with it. It really it hasn't been the case to me. It's been a toss-up. Yeah. I mean, 
the Warriors help with it every game. But yeah, it's seriously, I, I really think that's as simple. If someone's only put it as simple as I could, that's as simple as I could put it. Yo, whoever has the most turnovers this game is going to lose the game. Because both these so teams. Many, so many unforced ones. That's the that's the issue. They're unforced. And you're the Warriors. And you're just giving them all back to Boston. I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad because Steph is going to have to hold the L if that's the deciding factor of the series. Because he's the one leading them in turnovers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's Absolutely. like it, it, he keeps eating for a stretch and then he's nowhere to be found for a while. Right. Like Boston has the versatility to do that. Brown could do that and then just contribute in other ways. Like I said, even Tatum mm-hmm. has done it. Tatum to me hasn't had a phenomenal offensive game yet. He might not. Now I think this game three was the closest we've, I mean, closest out of the three. Right. I mean, you know, Something might be wrong with his shoulder. I mean, clearly something is bothering him, but yeah, you, you not much. have to match. You can't just cool off because the defense picks up the, the energy. Right. You have to find ways to continue to get good shots because Draymond's not doing it. Clay is taking whatever he gets. He's not getting good shots. Right. I mean, Wiggins is begging to be involved, but for whatever reason, that's not happening. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why Wiggins d- isn't taking more shots. I think I don't think Peyton is unplayable, but I definitely think how they're using him is not really how he's going to be able to contribute in this series. He's not he's a good defender, but he's not a defensive stopper. It's yeah, two bro, different you, things. You're throwing him out there like he's Pat Bev, right? He's someone who gets in passing lanes really well. He's someone that you know gets his hand on the ball really well. You know, he boxes out normally pretty well and he gets out on the break. And that's I mean, that's what you need. But if somebody's only already rolling, I don't throw him out there and say, yo, stop him. That's just not how it is. But okay, again, you have a more athletic guy who did that all year. Right. And for some reason, we're waiting till the series is we're we're in danger territory to even potentially give that a chance. Right. Yeah. And to your point, too, it was strange how like one inside out and Tatum and Brown were just blowing past everybody. And like Steph and Poole were like working so hard to get past anybody and they just open up for Tatum to go right to the rack. Dude, I, I remember you remember I made the crazy like Jalen Brown's better than Kawhi comparison mm-hmm. with the way the with how badly the Warriors have defended him, you think Jalen Brown has fucking Paul George handles? I know, and he really he's, just makes one he's move. Just and yanking just goes people, by. he's blowing by people. Like, yo, what are we? What is going on? Yeah, yeah, it's strange. Really strange. I can't believe how badly they look like they're missing Iguodala, and he probably would have hurt out them there. more than. He- I mean, he's he like re-injured himself after that first game. I think he played yesterday, though. He played game three, yeah, just for a, for a second. second. But yeah, I mean, they're missing it's someone. Not, like it doesn't him. mean anything. It's the same thing. If you put Kuminga out there for a minute and he makes like one mistake and that's it, 
Yeah. Steve, stick with your shitty six, seven man rotation and let's go home in five. Right. You know, if the Warriors lose in five, it's oh, dude. Kerr really bad. has to hold it. I, I, I would say Kerr has to hold it more than Steph if they lose in five. They lose in six or seven, then I would say, you know, Steph, remember those two games where you led them in turnover? This, you know, this is what happens. But losing in five, man. Because again, this is this is such a must win for Golden State. Yeah, definitely a must win. Yeah. They're not getting three in a row. Nobody's gotten two in a row on Boston. Three in a row, there's literally no way. Do you think that game two was winnable for Boston? Like at any point in that game? Do you think, oh, Boston can win this? Yeah. Uh, about midway to, to half to midway, second quarter to halftime, I thought Boston could have taken control and didn't. Right. Gotcha. Like I thought they could have gotten a few more stops and – Again, I don't know if the third quarter still plays out the way it does, but at least if you come into it with a 10-point lead, you're in better shape. Yeah. Thing is, the third quarter, I think the Warriors will win every third quarter. Win or lose the game, they'll win every third quarter of this, this series. That's They're just tough in the third quarter. That's just their thing. Yeah. But Warriors should have won every game. They've come close or could have won every single game. So – that to me is speaking more like on losing five. Exactly. Like, yo, we could have won the first game. Yeah, you could have. Oh, yo, you could have won this second uh game three. Yeah, you could have. So and Draymond might want to take it easy on the podcasting in between finals game. <laughs> it's it's insane to me that he runs home to like do it like right away. <laughs> yeah, like yo, I just got out of the shower. What's up, guys? Like, come on, man. Like, he don't even eat after the game. He's already podcasting. Yeah. So, you, so you, do you still have the Warriors in seven? You said you're sickened by that? Yeah. There's really no yeah. reason to change. I don't know. I'll ride or die. I still don't think – I still don't think uh, anybody's winning two in a row. No? You think it's just going to alternate because, all the way to seven? But because – Boston had that miracle fourth quarter in game one. They might, they might just take the series for that. Yeah. I think I'll, I was, I said worries in six. Obviously they can't win it. Well, they could win it in six, but obviously I'm no longer confident in them winning it in six. No. So it's like, um, it's I'm like not going to change it clicks, It's like Boston clicks right when you think they they're done. Like you oh, mean a lot of four series shots. wise, no, just like in game. Sometimes I just think every time you think like, oh wow, they still they still turn it over a lot. Oh, they still don't distribute the ball well, or Tatum still takes bad shots. Then all of a sudden they click. A lot of extra passes, great runouts defensively. Then things are back to normal for them. They haven't had a full quarter of bad play yet. They've been. Very spotty, but I think just overall they're more consistent because the times you're talking about when they are bad, where they lose control is when, okay, we just had a quarter where we just were terrible. Everybody was terrible. Smart had six turnovers. Brown had six turnovers. Tatum had six turnovers, whatever, whoever it is. 
they'll have a full quarter of just being bad. But throughout this series, I think they've been able to never let a full quarter be that bad. They've been really consistent where, okay, one-on-one play, move the ball, let's take care of the ball, let's get good shots. And every time, every once in a while, turnovers and bad shots sneak in there. And obviously the Warriors have not had that, not been able to stick together for a full quarter, you know, every quarter. (sighs) But we will see. We will see. This is – I will uh, say Poole has to play better. He does. I, I he think does. my one of my my only key was Steph and, and Poole have to step up, but they got to step up more than what I initially thought. The thing is, I like I'm cool in the regular season. It's fun seeing Poole like take people one on one, but they have to figure out a way that he doesn't have to play one on one when he's out there. What and I so love, far, it, it, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I just think you during it. the season, they used him as clay a lot of the time. Right. That, like, yeah. Steph is not running the show. Clearly, Draymond is hit or miss with running the show. Mm-hmm. Just, that, don't, that don't mean we're playing pool like he's fucking Clarkson. Right. Again, another kind of strange decision by Kerr, in my opinion. Yeah, he comes in and he's the primary ball handler. He's starting the plays. He's running the plays. Like it's just that's just not who he is. He, to your point, he's better. He comes off the screens. He attacks quick. If he doesn't have it, he makes a play. That's who Poole is to me. Yeah. Um, they haven't used him like that yet. So, I agree though. He we does have see. to play better. They have to use him better, and he has to play better. He has to step up. You know, but if if you're ex- if that's what you're depending on to win this series, you are in trouble. No, no, you are in serious. Trouble. They don't have to depend on anything. They just have to stop turning the ball over, man. They hey. really do. <laughs> hey, you're preaching a Boston's choir right now. <laughs> I know, and Boston's done well. Boston is reeled it in, not completely, because that's you know impossible. Yeah, but you you look at they still had twelve, I think. In this game? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. but Brown and Tatum weren't, you know, lose the ball, lose the ball, get stripped, like stumble on the way up for a layup. And all all of a sudden, they're playing that much better. And Tatum is still not shooting great, but he's already playing that much better. Yep. Yep. Smart had five. He was the one who had most of the turnovers. He he got a little bit. That that third quarter, he got messy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, uh, do we have we don't have any other topics to touch on today, right? Not really. No, I don't want to. There there are some crazy stuff going on in football, but not today. <laughs> <laughs> uh we will the good old commanders. I'm sure we'll 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 get more info on certain things. Great start for the commanders. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even what I was talking about, but that's funny too. <laughs> uh oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't you think we need to as well. You might as well have stuck with football team, honestly. I like football team better than commanders. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. 
Commanders, Commanders doesn't awful. sound any less racist to me, to be honest with you. <laughs> like that's, it still sounds very, very oppressive. Part. Yeah, uh, it's funny, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. Yep. All right, folks. Um, thank you for listening. As always, um, please subscribe, follow us. We'll be back uh, maybe after next game. Definitely after game uh, game five. Um, yeah, after game five, we're gonna have to figure. We're gonna have to discuss this series a lot more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So turn on notifications, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we'll see you guys next time.